Um, but we were gangbusters out of the gate. What happened? By April 25th, they threw us a curve. Stripe said, we're not taking, we're not processing your credit cards anymore. We don't like your business model, right? So now I've got to go find another merchant account. Well, I did. That wasn't the hard part. But I figured because I was having problems with the affiliate software, I might as well fix that too. Well, man, I researched and researched and looked. Somebody out there needs to create an affiliate software. I found one. It's great. It took us a while to get everything integrated over, but it's all integrated over. It's all moved over, right? But the fact is, it took a lot of work behind the scenes with nobody watching, nobody clapping. There weren't any Facebook Lives while we were working on that chain, that affiliate software. Nobody was cheering us on. I mean, probably inside you were like, oh, please hurry up and get this fixed, right? But, um, but that was something that had to be done in the booth in the back, in the corner in the dark, and nobody's watching. Just like David and Sheep. I'm going to tell you something. What you are working on when you're not getting celebrated for it, when you're not getting hand claps for it, when you're not getting, when nobody's patting you on the back, when nobody's saying, go get them, Tiger, that stuff contributes to your life way more than the stuff that everybody's clapping for you, cheering for you, fans in the stands, and all the rest of that stuff. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. All of us like that. But the fact is, you got to have a different kind of character. I'm going to tell you something else. Number two, David remembered his covenant. This is, I'm going to tell you something. This is the number one advantage that David took advantage of that caused him to have courage when everybody else was a coward. Say, man, coward's a strong word. I know. Coward means you cower, you shrink away from, like you're cowering, you're shrinking away from. The thing that David, that caused David, David wasn't, David was not courageous because he was big and strong like me. Okay, I, I thought you might enjoy that as much as I enjoyed saying it. Okay, so David wasn't, David did not fight Goliath because he had big muscles. David didn't fight Goliath because he had new technology and weapons. David was willing to fight Goliath because David remembered hearing about the covenant that God had made with Abraham, the father of the faith. And he remembered, David remembered Genesis chapter 12, when God said, if you will come out of the land and you'll go to the place I'm going to show you, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless those that bless you. I'm going to curse those that curse you. And I'm going to make your name great. He remembered that God said that to Abraham. Now, now I'm going to tell you something. Um, I know everybody has a lot of different political views and all that. That's fine. You're welcome to have whatever political views. I'm not even talking about political views right now. I'm talking about biblical views, right? I'm going to tell you something. I am glad that we are standing behind Israel again for the first time as a nation in a long time. I'm so thankful that we are standing with Israel, our primary ally, the only the only nation in greater Africa, a.k.a. the Middle East, the only nation in that area that is a democracy. Everything else is a dictatorship, and we have been standing against the only nation that even remotely resembles us. We've not been standing with them for years, and now all of a sudden we are standing with them again, so I'm very thankful for that. Why? Because God promised to bless those that bless Israel and curse those that curse Israel. Thank God that America is standing with Israel again. That that abolishes so many curses. I know a lot of people don't like that kind of talk. I don't really, it doesn't really matter. I'm not running for office. Um, so I don't have to be politically correct. I'm just telling you my biblical view, my biblical perspective, right? And we lost some folks on that, and that's okay too. Okay, so covenant. So I want you to understand this is about the covenant. Here's what you have to understand about the covenant. A covenant always involved two 
individuals, right? Covenant always involved two individuals. Covenant always involved at least two animals. And I want you to understand that God said, I'm going to enter into a covenant with Abram. Go read, um, go read um, Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. God enters a covenant with Abram. God tells Abram to bring a ram three years old, turtle dove, um, um, a pigeon, and a ram, a she-goat, a she-goat, and a heifer three years old. And he brings all these animals, and God says, kill the animals, and then God says, cut them in pieces, right? So he cuts these animals in pieces. Why? Because when two people got ready, I'm, I'm going to show you how this works now. When two people got ready to enter into covenant, what they would do is they would face, they would stand back to back to each other. Like this would be the, the back, like, and this would be the front, this would be the back, this would be the front. They would both walk around, they would, they would walk around these animals like this. He would walk around this animal like that. They would come back in the middle face to face instead of back to back. And they would make a promise. Okay, here's the promise they would make. They would say, God would say, if God and Abram are entered into this, this covenant, God would say, God would say to Abram, he'd say, and Abraham would say to God, he would say, God would say, Abram, I'm going to give everything I have to bless you and yours. I'm going to give you my strength, I'm going to give my life, I'm going to give my energy, I'm going to give everything that I have, all the resources that I have to protect you and yours. And if I don't keep my promise to you, Abram, may what happened to this animal happen to me. See, the word covenant means to cut. That's why they would cut the animals in pieces. The word covenant means to cut. And a covenant is a promise. It's the opposite of a contract. A contract is an agreement between two individuals based upon a mutual distrust. So if I enter into a contract with somebody, it's because I don't trust them to keep their word. If they don't keep their word, I can take them to court and get what's mine. They can take me to court and get what's theirs. It's called a contract. Covenant doesn't work like that. A covenant is, I am vowing on my very life, my very existence, to give everything I have, all my resources, all my time, all my wealth, all of my energy, and even my very life if necessary to protect you and yours. Abraham's saying to God, God, I'm going to give everything to you. Um, my wealth, my strength, my abundance, my everything, I'm going to give it all to you, and if I don't, may what happen to this animal happen to me. That's what they're promising each other. But Abram had a problem. Here's the problem Abram had. Abram could not keep the covenant. And because he couldn't keep the covenant... God put Abram to sleep. God says, okay, Abram, I want you to go over here and go to sleep. Right? Abram's asleep. So it says, and it came to pass when the sun went down, it was dark. Behold, a smoking furnace. Right? There's a smoking furnace. So we're going to call that, this is the fire, right? Smoking furnace. Smoke. Right? And then it says, and a burning lamp. Right? I'm going to make this a burning lamp. And a burning lamp passed between those pieces. So it says a smoking furnace and burning lamp. So Abram had to have a substitute walk the covenant in his place. The smoking furnace is a picture of God the Father because the scripture says when God came down and spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai, it says the smoke ascended like the smoke of a great furnace. In Hebrews chapter 6, it tells us our God is a consuming fire. Consuming fire, that's a fire of a furnace, right? But it also says a smoking furnace and a burning lamp. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. That word light is the word lamp. And the smoking furnace and the burning light is that God the Father, the, well, first of all, the burning lamp, which is a picture of Christ. It's an Old Testament 
type of Christ is saying, if Abram doesn't keep the covenant, may what happened to this animal happen to me. Which is why in Isaiah it says, his visage was so marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of men. So Christ is saying, in Abram's place, if Abram doesn't keep the covenant, may what happened to that animal happen to me. That is a picture of, that's a, that's a prophecy of the crucifixion thousands of years before Jesus said was ever born of a virgin, right? Then, the smoking furnace, God is saying, if I don't keep my promise to Abram, may what happened to these animals happen to me. So God is saying, if I don't bless those that bless Abram, and curse those that curse Abram, and make his family great, if I don't do that, may what happened to this animal happen to me. So God swore by his own existence to bless Abraham and Abraham's seed, and to bless those that bless Abraham and Abraham's seed, and to curse those that curse Abraham and Abraham's seed. That's why David, when he heard the Philistines speak, he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Why did he say that? Here's why he said that. He said that because the circumcision was the reciprocation of the covenant on the behalf of Abraham in Genesis chapter 17. That's when he reciprocated the covenant. So here's what David was really saying. Who is this Philistine that is not even in covenant with my God that he should defy the armies of the living God? See, as, as Goliath is reading out threatenings and cursing David and the armies of Israel, David's getting excited because he knows that he can't, he, David said, I can't lose with the stuff I use. And he knew that, he knew that Goliath couldn't win so David's courage was based on a covenant that he had heard about from the time he was knee-high to a grasshopper. He had heard the story about how God knocked down the walls of Jericho. He heard the stories yes, about how, yes, yes, by the yes. way, his grandmother, his grandmother was, his great-grandmother was Rahab, the harlot. That was his great, his great, it was either his grandmother or his great-grandmother. I don't remember which one. I'd have to go study it. But that's, that's David's great-grandmother. You don't think she told him? about how God knocked down the walls of Jericho and saved her and her family alive? I'm going to tell you something. This is, this is, this is when you begin to understand who you are based on whose you are and the fact that God made a covenant with Abram and Abram's seed and here's what the scripture tells us in Galatians chapter 2 that we are the seed of Abraham by faith in Christ Jesus. When you understand that, that God has sworn by his own existence to bless those that bless me and curse those that curse me. When I hear a giant cursing me, when I hear a challenger threatening to be a champion, saying, send him out to fight me, and if I win, he loses forever, and he's got to be my, I don't have anything to worry about. I can start looking at my chops. I can start polishing my stones. I can start getting my sling all ready to go. Why? Because I remember hearing the covenant regardless of what I'm seeing. Yeah. I, let the, I let the music of the covenant ring loudly in my ears regardless of how giant, how big the giant is that I see with my eyes. Uh -huh. What is the cause of David's courage? I'll tell you what it is. The cause of David's courage is David's faith in the covenant. And the last thing I'm going to talk about is this. David's conditioning. David was no stranger, as you'll find out when we go further. David was no stranger to danger. David was no stranger to difficulty. David was no stranger to challenges and things that threatened him. Here's what he said. 
And you'll, you'll read this, we'll read this later on when we look at this again tomorrow night. By the way, tomorrow night I'm going to go on at 7 because I've got my 10 o'clock call. Tomorrow night I'm going to go at 7 p.m. Eastern time, right? I just got one on late tonight because I stopped to get me something to eat on my way home. So, so I want you to understand that David was no stranger to difficulty. Here's what he told King Saul, and we'll read it, we'll read it tomorrow. But it said, he said that, that, um, when I was keeping, you don't have to worry about me. When I was keeping my father's sheep, a lion and a bear came and took one of my father's sheep. And I went after the lion and I grabbed him by his beard and smote him and slew him. You grabbed a lion by his beard? What? What? Dude, what were you thinking about? I was thinking about that for my father's sheep. This is my family business. I've got a responsibility to fight it even in the presence of a lion, even in the presence of a bear. It's really interesting that, um, that David went after a lion and went after a bear and conquered them so that his family business would survive and thrive. Here's what I want you to understand. I understand what it's like to go through something. I'm going to tell you something. Some people, they will never stick with anything long enough to be victorious. Yes, Lord. Because they believe everything they see yeah. and almost nothing that they've heard. Mm. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. You don't get to make six figures. You don't get to make seven figures. You don't get to change your family for generations by living a life of happenstance, by sticking your toe in the water, by trying it out, whatever it is. But find a path, a track for you to run on. And run on that track when it's hard. And run on that track when it's easy. Run on that track when it's uphill. Run on that track when it's downhill. Run on that track when the money's flowing. Run on that track when the bills are flowing. Run on that track when everybody's clapping for you. Run on that fact. Run on that track when everybody's accusing you of having ill motives. Regardless of what's going on in your life, do not cave to the challengers. Because here's one thing I found out a long time ago. There are no champions without challenges. The question you've got to answer for yourself and your family is this. Are you going to let your challenges make you a champion? Like David did, which we're going to find out later. Or are you going to let your challenges make you a chump? And your challenges don't really make you a chump. They just show that you're a chump. Oh, because wow. as soon as they show up, you're out of here. Okay. Um, so I want to say, first of all, thank you for That's hanging out with me tonight on this brief Facebook Live. I didn't go terribly long, um, but I went long enough for you to go have something to think about. And the, the question I want you to think about tonight is, in business, like in business, I, I believe the Bible is more of a practical book than a magical book. Like a lot of people want to, you know, they want to have all these magical experiences and go to church and get all emotional, and then they come home and they look back to their back to their reality, right? And they don't affect their, they don't affect the experience of their life. They let all the experiences of their life affect them. They let all the contributing factors move them and push them instead of allowing the determining factors inside of them cause them to push the circumstances, right? So. So the question that you've got, the question you've got to answer, like, are you going to be strong enough to last through something? I'm so glad, I'm so glad that back in 1985, 1986, 1987, when I got started in home-based business, it was hard. It didn't seem like it was working. Notice I didn't say it wasn't working. It didn't seem like it was working. Because even the stuff that doesn't seem like it's working is working. And I want you to understand that everything that you are working on is working on you. And the work that it is doing on you is more important than the work that you are doing on it. 
And so many people think, well, because I'm not getting this outcome that I desire, and I, I didn't become a millionaire by next Thursday, they think, well, this isn't working. Well, the thing that's really not working is you quitting everything you start. That's what caused, that's what's not working. You not lasting through a learning curve long enough to learn and develop some new skills. That's what's not working. You jumping ship as soon as it begins, the, the boat begins to spring, spring a leak. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not just talking about the VMC. I'm not just talking about the Virtual Millionaire Club. I'm just talking about anything in life. Yeah, the Virtual Millionaire Club, we ran into some snags, but we're past those snags now, folks. So I hope you're ready to run. I'm ready. Um, and we got, and, and what I wanted to do, I wanted to go deep and fix the problem, period, once, done, forever. And um, and we're going to have a lot of people, a lot of people um, whose lives are going to be changed dramatically because they're learning financial principles from a biblical perspective and they're learning business principles from a biblical perspective. See, you didn't even, probably didn't even know before tonight that the story of David and Goliath had anything to do with a family business, but it did. And I believe that business, that business is God's designed vehicle for your family to have financial freedom. Yeah. I believe that from a biblical perspective. God put the family business on the earth before he put the family in the family business. God put the Garden of Eden there, and then he put the man there to dress him to keep it. Adam and Eve, he put in the garden to dress him to keep it. He put the family in the business after he put the business on the earth. Why? Because that is God's design. Period. Now it's your turn. And by the way, the family business that you start, it doesn't have to be the VMC. It doesn't have to be something I started. But by the grace of God and for your family, start something, stay with something, do something to make your life work. Listen more to the internal determining factors than you do to the external contributing factors. And one of these days, you will stand with those of us who said, I'm so glad I did. And you won't lie down beside those who say, I really wished I had. I appreciate you joining me tonight. I'll see you tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Peace out, my people. Want household products that are clean and help keep Texas green? Try New Field and Future by HEB. Designed for those who want to clean up messes without harsh chemicals and to take care of their growing Texans and what grows in Texas. That's Field and Future by HEB. Clean and green household products without parabens, sulfates, or lots of other harsh things. And a proud partner to help preserve Texas and our state parks. Field and Future, only at HEB. One more reason here, everything's better. There are times when we simply need to remind ourselves about the promises that are found in the Word of God. Now, I'd like to share with you some of the promises in God's Word that I have found to be encouraging. Psalm 34, verse 6. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The Bible says the Lord heard him and saved him. I want you to know that the Lord hears prayers. He can hear your cries. He can hear the petitions of your heart. He can hear your voice when you're in distress. Listen, God still hears and answers prayers. Don't you allow the enemy to whisper lies to you and tell you.
What's up? What's up? What's up, family? How y'all doing out there? I am uh, whew, coming out of one class and about to go into another one. But while I'm in the transition of classes, I just want to, um, I don't know. Well, I ain't going to say I don't know. Just one thing I do know, okay? Just one thing I do know about you guys. Either y'all referring, sharing my links to folks because I mean, Boom Factor been getting some, some, some hits. So you know that's making me stay on top of my game, right? But in the midst of it. In the midst of you listening to the broadcast, are you applying what I'm sharing to your life? Y'all, they got some serious stuff about to go down in this world in the next two years. And behind the scenes, I was at work last night in the office. And just I was just reading an article about the new elect, electoral votes and how it's going to be dealt with for next year's election. Going up for 2024, right? So y'all know they're starting that now. Man, y'all better wake up. They're trying to make it seem like, you know, and I, I have to also watch what I'm saying about politics and stuff because I think Spotify and, and Anchor, well, really Spotify is the only one keep sending me uh, alerts talking about be community friendly and I don't know. But whatever's going on, my audience is picking up. I'm seeing the traffic, and I appreciate you guys. And I just want y'all informed, okay? So it be freedom of speech, and so I'm taking back my rights. Freedom of speech. Sharing what's going on. I know I'm eating, y'all. Just... I got a practice of eating. I fixed my oatmeal. I took my sabuka this morning, my vitamins, and then I have to practice putting something in my stomach because what happens, I don't eat all through the day. And then I get hungry. In the evening, and I'm still up working, but I don't think that's good. I don't know. My body is just different. But if I eat at night, you know, in the evening, and I'm up and I go, and once I come in or whatever, I guess that's not good because I'm not burning it off. I just need help with that, y'all. I, I really do. <laughs> I gotta get that that schedule together for myself. But overall, you guys, man, I was reading that article. Oh, my goodness. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. And see, all of us, we, you know, the majority, I ain't going to say all of us, because we, we awoke. We woke, right? But but 85% of this society is in this illusion state. They're in this deceptive state. You see what I'm saying? And so... I'm just trying to 
share with y'all what's happening, what moves that I'm making that's turning out to be positive moves, even though you may come, you know, you're going to have to still fight. I'm not saying everything will be honkadori. Oh, no, because, see, the enemy ain't, the enemy don't want you prosperous and living in freedom and, and, and no struggle. You know, he he uh-uh, he he wants you to be down, busted, and disgusted. You know, stressful. Depressed. Ain't the spirit of God. So what I'm saying is, first of all, I appreciate y'all listening to the Boom Factor show. I know I'll be throwing a lot at y'all. And I'm trying to get this stuff streamlined, you guys. I had thought I had hired somebody. You know, I thought somebody was going to be really in my corner and just do what I asked them to do. And then they're going to talk about they don't they don't understand the program either. And I was like, what? I was like, I said, well, how you show me that work? I don't know. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get it, Lord. I'm going to study this program myself. But until then, I have this other stuff, these contracts and stuff I have to review and see if I'm going to accept it or not. So, I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm hungry. (laughs) I had um, scrambled eggs with some pita bread. Y'all, they have all these these grants out here for your business, man. And this last one right here, man, this last one. that so that's done so I don't know you I, I just man, I, I may do a video but I don't know I just wish I could just grab everybody and just shake everybody and say wake up can't you see what's happening around you because 
Some people they just clueless. Some people just like, oh, we getting back to how we just we getting back to how it used to be. No, it's it's never gonna be the way. Oh man, I deleted the wrong thing. No, it's not, y'all. It's not gonna be back the way it used to be, y'all. I'm sorry to disappoint y'all like that. And the key thing is, is technology. I'm just saying, my heart. Look, if y'all know anybody out there, right, that is good with electronics or robotics, or they have invented something or want to invent something, they SBA has a fund called the American Seed Fund. See, they changed the name. They changed the name of this fund. It really was the SBIR, um, Small Business Integrating Technology Program, something like that. But they changed the name on us, y'all. So, so they got they have phase one, two, and three. You can get funded in all three phases of your business or your idea. Okay, they'll give you up to $75,000 just to work on the idea, okay? But the idea have to end up to be uh, commercialized, meaning you have to have a product where they're going to buy it, put it on the market that's going to help the world. So they're looking for people that technology, any new technology, innovation, uh, energy, saver, you know, we're on um, climate control, things like that. And I know they got some people out here listening to me right now that your whole desire is to, matter of fact, you have probably a prototype already. You just need the money. And see, that's where every management coming at. We're going to help you have all your paperwork in order what they asking you. And I've been on the webinars. I know what they're looking for. People, wake up. Come on now. Come on, y'all. After 2024, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't complain no more. You can't complain no more. Anybody come complaining and whining to me? I'm going to look at you and say, where you been at the last four years? Hibernating? <laughs> mm. Oh my gosh, it tastes so good, but I'm full. I can't even eat all this, but it's so good. In the microwave, because I'm learning not to stuff myself. All right, I'm out. I gotta finish paperwork. Class about to start in four minutes. So I'm gonna holler at y'all later. Peace.